You're listening to Pearls, curious bits of biblical wisdom to spark your creativity, direct your daily Bible study, or simply pique your interest in spiritual matters. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 through 6 says this, For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. Let me be as plain as I can. An act of sin does not cause you to lose your salvation. There are people who teach that if you sin after you've been accepted by Jesus, even one time, you must be saved again, born again, again. And some teach that if you die while breaking man's law, you lose your salvation. For example, if you died while breaking the speed limit. Some teach that if you die with any unconfessed sin, no matter how small, you lose your salvation. But this is not what the Bible teaches. An act of sin does not cause you to lose your salvation. When we become born again, something amazing happens. We are a adopted by God and engrafted into his family. Now think about this. Can you imagine someone adopting a child and then throwing that child out on the street because it falls while learning how to walk? When we're saved, we're adopted into the family of God. Now it is true that believers must, out of love on one hand and godly fear on the other, seek to live lives that are pleasing to him. But the idea that an act of sin would cause someone to be thrown out of God's family is simply not congruent with the heart of God. And you can't find biblical support for that anywhere in the Bible. 1 John 1, 7 and 9 says this, But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we confess our sin to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. However, you should consider this. Acts of sin and rebellion will take away the joy of your salvation. And that's relevant because Nehemiah 8.10 says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So acts of sin and rebellion disqualify you from the victorious life, not as some divine punishment, as some people teach, but because acts of sin and rebellion make you weak. They make you joyless. They make you unhappy. When David sinned, he had no joy because he rebelled against God. Psalm 51 12 says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. And just before that, he prayed, do not take your spirit from me. Even though he had committed adultery and had been responsible for an innocent man's death, by this clear statement, we can see that he still had the Holy Spirit. And this was under the old covenant, which is a lesser promise than we experience today. David had the Spirit of God on him, but we, because of the blood of Jesus, have the Spirit dwelling within us. It's a better promise. David could not escape the punishment of sin, and neither do we. God disciplines those he loves. However, God forgave and loved him because David was repentant before the Lord. If one continues in a course of known sin, assurance of one's salvation may be lost. That is, you will lose your joy your strength, and your confidence. But that is not the same as an actual loss of one's salvation. Perception is not reality. You might say that 1 John 5.18 says, whoever is born of God does not sin. But the sense of the Greek text is not that a Christian never commits an act of sin, but that he does not continue in a course of sin. He does not justify his sin, refusing to confess and repent his sins. A person born of the Spirit of God will be drawn back to the act of repentance every time he sins. Beyond that, we learn in Hebrews 10.29 that if 
somebody actually says the blood of Jesus Christ is common or an unholy thing and renounces the salvation he has received, then that person may very well have lost it all. But the same book says in verse 9, chapter 6, But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. It is very hard to believe that someone who has been born again would turn that far away from God. Because to renounce salvation, you must first fully understand it. And that takes time, study, prayer, and maturity. But you might wonder why, if we're new creations in Christ, why do we even still have the capacity to sin? It's a good question. And thankfully, it has a simple answer. If I am a new creation in Christ, why do I still have the capacity to sin? The answer is that perfection for the Christian awaits us in heaven. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15, 54. It says, Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Presently, we are united with Jesus at salvation, but we are being progressively transformed into his image. Listen to 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Scripture reveals that we are being changed throughout our lives, but there is no final moment short of death when the believer becomes sinlessly perfect in this life. I'll let John take the last word. In 1 John 1.8, he said, If we claim to have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Pearls is an outreach of Strong Tower Church in beautiful Casper, Wyoming. You can find an archive of our messages and relevant teaching on YouTube by typing Strong Tower Casper in the search bar.